everyone. How you doing? Oh, it's a little gloomy out there. And Stan, I sit down in the big chair, get the microphone ready. And what do I see right next to me? Right next to me, toilet paper. Oh, my gosh. Covered with Hillary Clinton's well, face. Well, who would you ask could be better to be on a roll of toilet paper than no Hillary Clinton? No way. No. Did you see there was a guy on Saturday Night Live? Or gal, I, don't, I guess I don't even know who it was, who got a Hillary Clinton tattoo. I did not see oh, that. Oh, spare Poor me. Her. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, good Saturday afternoon, everyone. Stan and I have a great show planned for you today. I want to tell you next week, we're taking next week off. It's going to be a best of. And then we're going to come back the last Saturday in the year. And I've asked Stan to pick out a couple highlights uh, or lowlights, whatever you want to say, um, that that he remembers from 2017. I'm going to pick out some highlights that I remember from 2017. Taylor Swift is, Swift is just getting bashed out there because she had the audacity to say 2017 was a great year for her. I put it up on my Facebook. It's absolutely hilarious. And when Stan and I were talking about some of the highlights and lowlights, lights of 2017 i said i think hands down one of the two or three that i pick is going to be donald trump's inauguration and stan came back and said donald trump we thought obama was radio gold donald trump has been the gift that keeps on giving and how appropriate right before christmas the (laughs) gift that keeps on giving do you know what came out um yesterday i guess it was Trump is going to remove climate change from the list of national security threats. Well, thank goodness. That was another stupid thing President Obama did. But uh, anyway, uh, we've got a great show lined up for you today. And... um um, basically, the first half, we're going to talk about national stuff. The second half of the show, we're going to talk about local stuff. Um, I have a list as long as my arm for both of them, so we'll see how much we get to. Um, I also want to talk about uh, Governor Dayton. And this is really interesting because... Al Franken has not formally resigned yet. He told us he was going to. And Governor Dayton just picked us a brand new senator. So uh, in the second hour today, I want people to give me some some ideas. What do you think of Tina Smith? Do you have any expectations of her? Is Governor Dayton just out to try to create chaos in the legislative process, try to have as many lawsuits as he can possibly have? Why the heck would he pick his lieutenant governor to go to Washington, D.C.? and then have to have a Republican who's the president of the Senate, uh, Michelle Fishbach, would would move up and become the only Republican in in all of Dayton's administration. I mean, talk about chaos. Talk about lawsuits. Talk about no other governor would ever do this kind of thing to keep the state of Minnesota in such disarray. Needless to say, I have some ideas and some suggestions. Last week, I had mentioned to you that I wanted to talk about property taxes because um, property taxes have been skyrocketing. Uh, we just finished up most of the truth and taxation meetings at the county, city, and town levels and people are mad they are mad they're seeing you know eight ten twelve percent property tax increases st paul is seeing what 20 
to over 25% property tax increase. Uh, I'll explain to you why that happened. It's not quite as, it. yes, it's out of control spending, uh, but it's also more than that, too. Uh, it's just crazy. And and some of the things that the cities and these local entities are are up to is so crazy. And, and you know as well as I do, people do not pay enough attention to what's happening in local politics, especially in your own city, in your own town, in your own county. Uh, and shame on you. Shame on you because you should all be paying attention. And you should be angry when you see the kind of money they spend on the ridiculous ridiculous things that they spend it on you've got uh you've got st paul they're building a 1.4 to 2 billion dollar streetcar a streetcar line why don't we just go back to horse and buggies st paul it's just it's just... a lot of people at our forum i just talked to a guy here a couple of weeks ago and he thinks it's a great idea uh, of course he does i can't wait till next hour and you can share your stupid friends thoughts with us stan because it is just so crazy you've got um you've got cities like st paul who are spending boatloads of money on economic development or boatloads of money on summer jobs for kids or duluth riot gear for cops uh to name a few one of the big things that you're starting to see now uh, last week, Northfield did it. This week, Minneapolis um, began the the institute inst- began instituting a municipal ID. And this week, at my city, New Brighton, at New Brighton City Council member, we had a ton of of people, community activists from Minneapolis and Bloomington, and a bunch of illegal aliens who one woman. Couldn't speak English, had to have an interpreter. She's been in the country nine years, can't speak English, and has five children. Uh, and she needs a municipal ID card put out by the city of New Brighton. Uh, so we're going to spend some time on municipal ID cards as well. I did point out to people we are not going to be talking Star Wars. Are you a Star Wars fan, Stan? No, I just don't get it either. I know I don't get it either. I am I've you know, yeah, I've enjoyed the movies, but I'm not a I'm not a big fan and well that that's I kinda liken it to the, you know, forty and fifty year olds that dress up for, you know, football or hockey games with all the face paint and stuff. Yeah. It's time to grow up and yeah, on, I guess. I mean, I enjoy movies, too. And I got to say, there's a Hallmark movie that uh, I was sick this week. So there's a okay, Hallmark that's movie. that's a lot worse than Star Wars. <laughs> okay, I've watched it three times this week. And if you have a chance to see the Hallmark movie about Tear Angel Jerker, Falls. Oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. So it's about this town called Angel Falls. They lost their Christmas spirit. And the angel gets assigned to the town. And spoiler alert, they find their Christmas spirit. And Stan's just rolling his eyes in there because... Because he knows how much I love Christmas. I love everything about Christmas. I've had Christmas music on. I've been out shopping and buying presents. My house is decorated like, oh my gosh, it looks like a Christmas gift shop, I I think. I've gone to all the local boutiques. uh, And yes, I remember, by the way, that it is about the birth of Jesus. It is not just about Santa and Rudolph and all that other stuff. Um, But there is... I love the spirit of Christmas. I love, I, I love every aspect of it, and I hope you have Oh Holy Night ready for me today because well, yeah, just yeah, up I, I know. Cue it up, baby. Cue it up because yeah, if we're not here next week, it means I have to hear Oh Holy Night this week. Um, 
We're also going to talk about uh, we're also going to talk about net net neutrality tax reform in Alabama because hysteria, hyperbole, and extreme overreaction to anything Trump or anything Republican is now just a given. It's just the way it is. You can expect it. There is a constant state of uproar and outrage going on out there, and of course, this week was no exception. So lots of uh, lots of stuff to cover today. First of all, I want to say the Christmas spirit, I have to remind people, it's about more than just getting presents, you know. So the folks at Wreaths Across America are still working really, really hard to get wreaths for, they got wreaths for what they needed for Arlington National. They're still working for the number of wreaths that they need here at Fort Snelling. Plus, they need people to help put them on each of the each of the graves. Uh, it's really, really important, folks, that we remember and honor and teach people about the sacrifice that these men and women gave so that we can uh, pretend to be free. Um, it's Well, we'll get into that a little bit later, too. But uh, we owe our freedom to a lot of people, and that's important, too. Also, the Salvation Army is looking for volunteers. I've noticed a lot of the red kettles that you've seen are sitting there without someone ringing the bell and some of you probably don't like the bell ringing i like the bell ringing i can hear it from a mile away i always um i always have my some money ready to drop it in there i hope you do too they do a tremendous job but what I wanted to tell you with the Salvation Army is they have this Christmas toy shop that runs the week of December 18th to the 23rd. And the toy shop provides thousands, and I mean thousands, of local families who are in need. And they get they collect all these toys from all these um, all these different, from individual people, from companies, from anywhere and everywhere that they can get them from. And they have this huge warehouse full of toys, and families can in need can sign up and, and receive free Christmas gifts for their children. And they need volunteers to help with everything from checking parents in to stocking tables with toys to assisting the parents as they shop. They need translators, translators for Hmong, Spanish, and Somalian. Uh, Somalian families. There's, oh my gosh, there's uh, two different toy shops in Minneapolis, one in Brooklyn Park, two in St. Paul, and one in Maplewood. I usually work the one in Maplewood, and it's the funnest thing. It is so much fun. I like working in the warehouse area in the in the back. Most people prefer to um, give the children their gifts, which is super fun. But, folks, this is a great, if you need a family event, if you need something for your uh, for your friends or neighbors to help with. This is a great thing. They desperately need help. So you can just go to the Salvation Army's website and look for the toy shop uh, registration, volunteer stuff, and, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, did you know yesterday was the Bill of Rights uh, Day? We were, we were uh, the Bill of Rights was ratified 226 years ago. Did you know that? And why didn't you know it? And why didn't our media talk about it? Why didn't anybody talk about it? You know, you wonder why people are so stupid and they can't figure out that we live in a constitutional republic. They can't figure out that hate speech is free speech. They can't figure out that government shouldn't be this big monster that forces you to do everything and should micromanage your lives. Um, I'm just kind of frustrated about that. So when we come back, I want to talk just a teeny little bit 
about the Bill of Rights, and then we're going to get into net neutrality, tax reform, and Alabama. Boy, that was quite the quite the thing. You know, I think um, Roy Moore hasn't conceded. Al Franken hasn't resigned. Hmm, is there a correlation? Well, we'll talk about it. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and Good afternoon, everyone. I'm Sue Jeffers, enjoying the Christmas spirit. Stan helps put me in the in the mood. I'll tell you, I'm having a real hard time getting upset about much because I'm thinking about Christmas. I got the Christmas spirit. Everything's making me joyful and happy. You and do know you can be joyful 12 months out of the year and not just use Christmas as an excuse to be joyful, Sue. I've been I've been joyful and thankful for quite a long time now. I think I told you at Thanksgiving I was counting my blessings. We had so many blessings to count, we had to have two weeks off. Remember, Stan? I remember. I know. Well, anyway, yesterday marked 226 years since the first 10 amendments to our Constitution uh, were ratified in on this day in 1791. Think about that. Yo, wow. And, and, and what makes me so... Did you hear about it on the news? Did you hear about it anywhere? Did anyone talk about Bill of Rights Day? People are so stupid about how our country is supposed to run, what our country stands for, understanding everything from the Bill of Rights to the constitution to the role of government it's just absolutely astonishing there are so many people out there who there's absolutely nothing that they don't want government to regulate talk about bringing me down democrats bring me down they're always lecturing me they're always trying to use the force of government to make me do something whether it's what kind of insurance i have to buy what kind of car i have to drive what how much i can weigh i mean it's just like oh my god stop the constitution is put in place and this is what makes us unique people the constitution was put in place to put a limitation on government not on private citizens. Think about that. Try to remember it and stop trying to have government micromanage every single aspect of our life. Who in the heck gave government all this imaginary power, all this imaginary authority? Stop it, people. And and I'll, I'll remind you, when government gives something, government can take it away. Govern, government's job is to protect us from them. And instead, now, in our crazy upside-down world, we've got people going to government who are forcing other people to behave the way that they wanted them to. This, um, it, it's, it's unbelievable to me that people actually think that all the evils in this world will be cured by, by legislation. And I don't care if you're talking about global warming. I don't care if you're talking about health care. I don't care if you're talking about equality. I don't care if you're talking about um, amnesty, whatever. Let gun control take your pick. Uh, it, you're delusional if you think that all the evils in the world are going to be cured by legis- legislation. There is... Um, So many people, when I said the Democrats bring me down, what I was trying to say is so many people think everything revolves around Trump. And I want to tell people, especially this time of the year, especially this time of the year, go 
do some volunteer work. Go see a movie. Go go spend time with your family and love each other and enjoy each other and get reacquainted with each other for heaven's sakes. But stop lecturing everybody on how how horrible things are in the United States of America, in the greatest, richest, most wonderful nation in the whole entire world. And and Quit lecturing me. Quit. You know, already I'm starting to see the things, how to have a healthier Christmas dinner. I don't want to have a healthy Christmas dinner. I want to eat the cookies. I want to have a stocking with candy in it. Yeah, leave me alone. I'm going to have a big ham, and I might even have prime rib on Christmas Eve because, well, maybe I'll have rack of lamb. I don't know, but I'm going to have something really good, a special treat. One of my friends, do you know what their special treat is? They're having tacos. That's their special treat. Whatever your special treat is awesome go have it spend time with your family but i'm so tired of people who just want government to regulate everything who want people to use the force of government to make other people do something i'm so tired of people uh like liberals like democrats and yes like some republicans too who have this blind faith blind faith in bureaucrats and in government regulations it's just it it just drives me absolutely crazy you want to weigh in 651-989-5855 651-989-5855 david you're first up hey david welcome to the show hi so you are so right on i'm just i am just going amen amen here everything you're saying it's just but the purpose of the Constitution is where, in fact, the uh, the the right to bear arms is not going to go hunting. It's right. So we can limit the government. <laughs> right. It's so we can fight back when they overreach That's and cr- crush us like bugs. And this idea of uh, of uh, uh, climate change and the speak about management. Goodness. First of all, they're wrong about it. You know that. Right. I, you will you see some stuff on that. I'm the one who sent you the material, and uh, they're so wrong. Uh, carbon dioxide is not a greenhouse gas very much, and greenhouse gases don't change the climate anyway. It's the sun does. The sun does. Biggest factor. More, so more effective than than your, your uh, exhaust. I mean, it's crazy what they want to do. They just tell you what you can and can't do. And everything else, uh, you're so right. And I wish, I just wish we would get back on that mentality. And but you know, here's the thing: the people in Washington seems to me they're looking at each other instead of looking at us. Right. That's true. You're. That's true. They, keep it up, they, my, my dear, keep it up. Thank you. Appreciate it. It's true. They aren't looking out and looking out for us. Um, and, you know, we saw some really troubling stuff happen under the Obama administration. We're seeing mounting evidence of bias and corruption and collusion with the FBI and with other intelligence agencies. We saw uh, some agencies targeting Americans, targeting Americans, whether it was the IRS, the Department of Justice, the NSA, any of these things. And I warned you, I warned you under President Obama, you people are going to be upset when the shoe is on the other foot. And instead of conservatives being targeted, you're going to see see those on the left side of the aisle targeted. Now, I don't think we've seen people on the left side of the aisle targeted yet. I think there's still too many Obama 
folks left in the in the different bureaucracies because there are so so very many of them. Um, but but think about this. It's that's why it was wrong under Obama and that's why it was wrong under Donald Trump. Now, I mentioned to you that Donald Trump said he was going to stop thinking of global warming being a um, a national security threat. That is great, great, great news. But then we also saw this week that the CDC, uh, the Trump administration has told the CDC that they have banned words from government reports. The words that are banned are supposedly vulnerable, entitlement, diversity, transgender, fetus, evidence-based, and science-based. We have seen a lot of words having their definitions tortured or in some cases just totally means something entirely different because they've the the language has been corrupted so much by the left predominantly by the left predominantly um but the idea it bothers me it would bother me if which the left did and one example was illegal aliens uh you can't use the term illegal aliens which is a legal term in the United States so Okay, you can't say that. Now you got Donald Trump coming back and saying words that are banned from government reports. And I'm I'm troubled by that because I don't want to see us ban banning specific words. I want us to actually have honest, open, intelligent discussions and talk about truth, not talk about a political ideology, not make things into a political uh, football that we've seen happen so many different times. Um, But when we talk about banning words, it troubles me and it troubles me very much. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, I want to talk about net neutrality. I want to talk about tax reform. I want to talk a little bit about Alabama. Uh, These are important things. And I want you to think about this. I believe the tax reform is going to pass. And I believe Donald Trump is going to sign it into law. And I believe the Republicans are going to come back and they're going to say, hey, the GOP are rock stars. The GOP passed tax reform, repealed the individual mandate, confirmed Gorsuch to the United States Supreme Court, put in a ton of other federal judges in there, killed off a bunch of regulations, and they're going to say what a successful 2017 it was for Donald Trump and for the Republicans. Well, let me tell you something. That all sounds good, and yeah, they might have done all those things, but didn't you expect better? Yeah, I did too. So when we come back, we'll talk about some of the hysteria, hyperbole, and overreactions to some of the things that happened in the Trump administration this week. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. I love Santa. I love being Santa. I love helping Santa. I love everything about Christmas, everything about it. My manger is up, too. I have a baby Jesus 
that this was a thing my children did when they were growing up. Baby Jesus uh, could not be in the manger until Christmas Day, of course, you know. So Baby Jesus would be moved around the house until ultimately on Christmas Day, Baby Jesus would be in the manger. So it's kind of like Elf on the Shelf before Elf on the Shelf. With Well, yeah, and it's Baby Jesus, you know. So one year I lost Baby Jesus. <laughs> I couldn't remember oh, no. where I put him. Oh, it was quite the crisis, but we managed to, to we managed to solve it. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So I'm kind of, I'm very thankful for Donald Trump and the gift that keeps on giving. I wake up every single day and thank God that Hillary Clinton is not our president and the Hillary Clinton toilet paper that for some reason is in the studio. I want nothing to do with. In fact, I put up a, a post on Facebook today that was I think it was Town Hall had a list they put together of gag gifts for your conservative friends. And I seem to remember that Hillary Clinton toilet paper was on there. And I put up on Facebook, I do not want any of these gifts. Uh, And I don't. No, no, no. Uh, This past week, Alabama was the big Alabama was the big talk um, of the week. And of course, the Democrats said, this is we told you so. This is what's coming. Everybody hates Trump. Al Franken was the biggest loser after Alabama. I think Al Franken doesn't want to resign. And if Roy Moore would have been seated in the Senate, Al would have said, no, uh -uh, I'm not going anywhere. In spite of the fact that Governor Dayton has already appointed his replacement. I don't know what Al's way. Waiting for Al, get out. Don't let the door hit you in the butt on on the way out. I don't know why Al is just hanging out there waiting. On the other hand, Roy Moore hasn't conceded either. And now there are we're playing everybody's playing the blame game. Whose fault was it that Roy Moore lost? You know what? I don't I don't care about Alabama. I, I probably should care about Alabama, but I don't. And I think at how crazy that race was down in Alabama. I'm so thankful I didn't live there. I'm so thankful I didn't have to watch all the advertising that was going across their TVs and radios and newspapers and mailboxes and everything down in Alabama. And just when I think Minnesota can't get any crazier than it is, we have a race like Alabama. And I think, whoa, you know, all right then. Uh, the allegations, I believe, were a major factor in uh, Roy Moore's loss. Um, I don't know if I believe that yearbook thing, though. Uh, I just think there's a lot of fishy stuff going on there. But what is interesting is it to look at the at the totals that you saw coming out of Alabama, where Jones finished with 93.5 percent of Hillary Clinton's raw vote total, while Moore only came in with 49.8 percent of Trump's raw vote total. So I think that's um, pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, And I'll say again, the biggest loser in the Alabama Senate race was Al Franken. I think uh, Al Franken's legacy is is going to be he went out calling his accusers liars uh i told you last week i thought he was sorry not sorry i thought he was angry and bitter and and lacked humility and didn't take responsibility i think everyone will just remember what a what a loser he is and al remember al came back and said he wanted to let the senate ethics committee decide um decide who was or decide what should happen to him no no 
The people of Minnesota should be the one to decide. And we threw his sorry butt out. And Mark Dayton appointed somebody to take his place already. So Al Franken, get out. Don't let the door hit you in the butt on the way out. And I want to remind people again, too, from 2007 to 2016, the Senate Ethics Committee imposed zero, zero sanctions. They had 613 allegations, 75 different investigations, and there were zero sanctions. Rumor has it now there's uh, a whole bunch of more names that are going to drop. There's something like 20 or 30 names out there. And you know what? To me, that's just another way to drain the swamp. And I am all in favor of it. And I, and, and you people who voted for Hillary Clinton, I want you to think about this, because had she won Bill Clinton would have been back in the White House. These people still would have been there. Al Franken would have still been there. Uh, Conyers would have still been there. Some, um, I can't even, I've lost count of how many people uh, and who they all are. They'd still be there. And we would not be having this national discussion about about sexual harassment, about sexual assault. Um, and, and I think it's gotten to the point, too, now where we're really crossing over into that gray area where you're starting to see some of the accusations weren't true. And you're told that you have to believe every accuser. Well, during the Bill Clinton years and oh so many years after that, the accusers weren't believed. They were belittled they were mocked their their lives were ruined and now it seems that even the tiniest accusation is getting people thrown out of or forced them into resignation and and i still think the people who are who are uh suffering the most are the people who really truly have been uh raped and sexually assaulted uh i think those are the people that are losing because it you're seeing women who were catcalled or women who got uh, and, and I don't mean to say that that's the way you treat women. I don't mean that at all. Um, and you know what you saw this week? You, this week you saw the first woman who had to step down because she was, was sexually harassing people. So come on, people, you're in the workplace. Behave yourselves in the in the workplace. Of course, Donald Trump, uh, he said the Democrats are reviving the sexual harassment allegations and accusations because the Russia probe is faltering. And again, I'd have to say uh, he's right. He's right, because uh, Democrats, you seem to be in a whole more uh, a world of hurt. Is I guess I guess what I would say, but it troubles me that sexual harassment harassment issue has now become uh, weaponized. That we talked about this last week. That it was it's becoming uh, political, where people are just uh, gleefully pointing to the other side and look at saying, "Look at that perv! Look at that perv!" It drives me absolutely crazy. During the uh, Roy Moore, the Alabama race, and uh, during the Al Franken, I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm not sorry, I'm going to resign. Oh, yeah, I remember it differently. Um, And go away, Al, why haven't you resigned? And now with uh, Doug Jones winning down in Alabama and Roy Moore not willing to concede, as usual, we saw a lot of these old has-beens trotted out. The the yesterday's men, as our friend John Gilmore calls them, the Tim Pawlentys or the Arnie Carlsons. And it was really frustrating to, to, to have a guy like Arnie Carlson have any credibility as a Republican when he endorsed Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Um, several times. So it's, it, yeah, what, you can't find a Republican? 
Call me. I'll give you some. I'll give you some quotes. Um, speaking of of old husbands, Denny McNamara won the endorsement for Senate District Fifty One. That's the seat that San that uh, Senator Schoen, Danny Schoen, had to step down from, was forced to resign from. Uh, Denny McNamara worked really hard to get that endorsement. I was a Lilani fan. I wanted Lilani to be the gal. Um, but uh, Denny McNamara worked very, very hard. Uh, they seem to think he's going to be able to flip that district to the Republicans. I don't think he can beat that. Uh, I don't think he can beat Carla Bigham. Uh, and if he does, it won't matter because he votes like a Democrat. Anyway, so yeah, well, that's where we are on that. Um, interesting poll on Tim Pawlenty that came out this week, too, that um, a lot of people said, yeah, guess what? He's not our guy and we wouldn't want to vote for him. OK, we're going to take a quick break because I still want to get to the net neutrality. I still want to get to tax reform. We're not going to get in real deep into any of them. Um, I, I am thrilled that the FCC overturned net neutrality. People do not understand what net neutrality is. I don't know why they would want to give government all that power and all that authority in the in the first place. Um, and the tax reform, guess what? You're going to get a bigger paycheck because you're going to get to keep more of your money. It's, it's a win. Uh, did I want something better? Yeah, I did. But you know what? I'll take it. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130 and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Good Saturday afternoon, everyone. How are you doing? Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sue Jeffers. This is the Sue Jeffers Show, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130 and com. We're talking about uh, Donald Trump, the gift that just keeps on giving and the hysteria and the hyperbole. It just never ends. And I don't know if it's I have too much Christmas love and spirit floating around me or too much joy and happiness all around me. But I'm just sick of the Democrats. I'm sick of the hyperbole. I'm sick of the yelling. I'm sick of the outrage. I'm sick of the lies. I'm sick of all of it. And uh, it's about time we put a put a stop to it. So first off, no, the FCC did not kill the Internet. It's not dead. Um, That was the big talk this week. Uh, The Obama era net neutrality rules people basically guaranteed internet service providers government enforced market protections and profitability so in other words they were looking out for them not for you google wrote this bill google wrote the net neutrality rules and you've got people out there screaming for more government controls. And in exchange, the regulators would, would kind of go easy on them. The American Civil Liberties Union called the decision to reduce government regulation of the Internet, Internet and I quote, a radical departure that risks erosion of the biggest free speech platform the world has ever known. Hey, you morons over at the American Civil Liberties Union, you should welcome 
that this administration is reducing the authority that government has. Here in Minnesota, WCCO said the Federal Communications Commission has voted on party lines to undo sweeping Obama-era net neutrality rules that guaranteed equal access to the Internet. And by the way, NPR copied it. Exactly. FCC has repealed net neutrality rules that guaranteed equal access to the Internet. That's not what happened. That's not what happened. So CNN, CNN takes the cake. CNN takes the cake for it all. They have a giant, had a giant headline that said the end of the Internet as we know it. Folks, that is false. That is wrong. That is inaccurate. The Federal Communications Commission, this, by them overturning the Obama-era rules, and no, it's not just because we don't like Obama. This is a major win for consumers. It's a victory in keeping government bureaucrats out of the business of regulating the Internet. Liberals and some Republicans have this blind faith in bureaucrats and in government regulation. The FCC is a is a, 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 a it's a it's a power grab. It's it's an it's a government agency. Think of it as the Met Council. It's unelected appointed people. They're a political gatekeeper who were trying to micromanage the Internet. Now, if you really think the Internet needs um, oversight, which it doesn't, uh, then you have to use Congress. You have to go through Congress, and that's how it works. Good luck getting all those votes. The left is going to continue to fight for more government control. The supporters of net neutrality foolishly imagine that if they can only get the right group of people, the right, this tiny handful, this little tiny handful of experts, that they will be able to govern the Internet. No, no, they won't, and leave us alone. Leave the Internet alone. It's shocking to me how... How many liberals hate Walmart? They hate Walmart, but they think somehow uh, Google should come in and tell government, tell people how the Internet is supposed to operate. Amy Klobuchar, Amy, Amy, Minnesota, you got to throw her sorry butt out of here, too. Amy Klobuchar says the repeal of net neutrality goes against the concept of the Internet. No, Amy, it doesn't. The Internet should be free and open. The last thing the Internet needs is more government oversight. This is a huge win for consumers. It's a it's a victory for us in keeping government bureaucrats out of uh, regulating the internet. And what what's really interesting about this too is the vote was 3 to 2. So the, that that was exactly how the net neutrality rules passed in the first place, a 3 to 2 vote behind closed doors. Uh and so it dies with the same sort of similar 3 to 2 vote. Um, And by the way, that's exactly uh, another one of the reasons why it should be repealed, because that's not how we have that. uh, Having an unelected body, political body, uh, decide these things is not how it's supposed to work in the United States of America. But, oh, yeah, nobody knows it was Bill of Rights Day yesterday. How do you expect them to know stuff like this? So I want you to remember this about net neutrality. The real threat to the internet the real threat to us the real threat is not from too little government interference into the management it's from too much 
So stop screaming for more government control. Stop screaming for more power. Don't think a tiny handful of people behind some closed doors can make decisions for how the Internet should operate. And even more interesting is think of the changes that we're going to see. Uh, When Stan and I were talking about this earlier I reminded him that just a few years ago, we had to pay for text messages. We had to pay for uh, streaming on our phones. Now it's all part of this system. That wasn't because of net neutrality, people. It was because of the delivery of the Internet. And we're going to to start to see a a different delivery system as well. You're not going to need all the wires and all the fiber optic, whatever, whatever that they have. So Outstate, don't worry. You're going to get your, after we're done laying all this wire and giving you all this free broadband to you Outstate folks, we're going to be able to do it via satellite. Uh, But I want you to remember this, uh, the threat to the internet, the threat to us does not come from too little government. It comes from too much government. Okay. Now, now the other, um, teeth gnashing and hair pulling and screaming and oh my god oh my god it's benefiting the corporations and the rich people i'm getting screwed is the tax reform the house and the senate both passed their versions of it they got together they agreed on this on this plan uh it's a win is it what we wanted no will you be filling out your tax return on a postcard no does it pick a different set of winners and losers yes does it increase debt by a trillion trillion dollars? Yes, it does. But you know what? You're going to get a bigger paycheck because you're going to get to keep more of your money. It's not a fair tax. It's not a flat tax. Uh, you won't be filling out your taxes on a postcard. But the bottom line is less of your money will be confiscated by the government. Now, as to that trillion dollars in debt, here's a novel idea. Politicians, how about you spend less? It's the spending, stupid. Yeah, maybe you can cut out the $22 million they spent for Harry Reid to check out UFOs. Um, that was my headstand print. Or, well, I, want, I figured we wouldn't get to that one today. We'll save that one for, for another one. Uh, the reality is that um, everybody's going to save money. Everybody's going to save money. Cutting the individual mandate is a good thing. But more importantly, we have to repeal every single word of Obamacare. We're talking 2,000 pages of of legislation. We're talking tens of thousands of pages of regulations. That is a poisonous tree, and it has to be killed all the way down to the roots. And all they're doing by eliminating the individual mandate is just cutting back a little tiny bit of it. That's not good enough uh the tax reform bill scales back the death tax the estate tax that's a win uh corporate tax dropping from 35 percent to 21 percent that's a win uh high state tax high state highly taxed states like minnesota new york california uh some connecticut uh some of the others uh, yeah, you're going to get penalized. So guess what, Minnesota? You better do something about that. You spend too much, you tax too much, you regulate too much. Time for you to take a good hard look at what's going uh, to happen to to the federal write-off. Uh, the uh, it can it, the 
The new tax bill does continue to allow people to write off the cost of state and local taxes, just like the current law, but up to $10,000. It gives individuals and families an ability to choose among sales, income, and property taxes for themselves. Uh, You know what? The bottom line is, as far as the taxes they take from people, they're still taking far too much of our money than they should. They should cut spending. And don't let them get away with telling you that the tax cuts, um, the tax cuts do not take take the money from the people. Taxes do. Listen to that again. Tax cuts do not take money from the people. Taxes do. Tax cuts. That means we get to keep more of our money as we should. When you give someone a tax cut, you aren't giving it to someone else. That's federal spending. And I'll repeat, it's the spending stupid it's the spending okay whoo all right we're gonna go into some uh minnesota stuff next because we're coming up on on the the top of the hour governor dayton picked us picked us a new senator tina smith uh lieutenant governor tina smith so in fact she's on her way to washington right now to try to find housing and to get to know al franken's staff because apparently she's keeping them all so we're going to talk about governor dayton's pick we're going to talk about when if will al actually resign and we're going to talk about what do you expect from our new senator appointed by by oh he, they called governor dayton a queen maker not a king maker a queen maker so much more coming. Stay tuned. Sue Jeffers, Twin Cities News Talk AM 1130, TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com.